Today on Movie Rollers, we talk about Corsage, She Said, Glass Onion, and Triangle of Sadness. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, it's Rashmi. And yes, you as well. Movie Well Arts is your weekly dose of film reviews, movie news, and general banter in theatres, on DVD, online streaming, or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Hello. Hello. It's that time of the year. It is that time of the year. Yeah. Rashmi and I are taking a trip. Yes. I don't know if we told you yesterday, we're going to Mexico City. We did. Nice. I heard their museum is one of the best in the world. You know, Many it's museums. I have wanted to go for a while. Mm. Um, it's been on my list, and <laughs> basically, when we when we knew we were going to be in town for the holidays, um, I, I said to Rashmi, "I want to go somewhere, but I don't want to go anywhere cold, <laughs> and I don't want to go anywhere where I have to connect a flight, which doesn't, which, which down from down the west coast, yes, really narrows down your yes. options." So uh, Mexico City came up, and I'm looking forward to it. I think yes, it look, looks like there's going to be some. Good art stuff and some good food. Good food. Yes, so. yes, I am looking forward to the food. And Yazdi, you will be traveling also. I'm going to attend my cousin's wedding in India here again. Do you have to dress up? Yes, I have to dress up. <gasps> but you have an outfit or you're going to get a new outfit? I have an outfit, but maybe I should get one then. Rashmi yeah. just wants a new outfit for every event. <laughs> Actually, I've purchased There's nothing some. wrong with that, yeah, Joe. Yeah. Yesterday, for the for the your co- your company holiday party, <laughs> you had two or three things that you had never worn before. Yeah, that's lovely. That's, that's, lovely. that's lovely. Correct. How do you always have new stuff? Like, because I'm, I buy I'm, stuff. I'm looking yeah. through my wardrobe and I've got the same old crap, and I'm like. Why am I always wearing the same? Because you hate shopping. Because I hate shopping. I do hate shopping. <laughs> Very easy. I know people who never wear the same clothes again at work. I know one person. Really? I, I just... Ugh. I think I know who you're talking about. I, I, if I could get the same thing in the same size um, and always wear brand new clothes, okay, maybe. But I would... I, I love I buying I, clothing. I love buying clothing, but I somehow don't like to wear new clothes. I'm always. I know for an this occasion. is what I was telling you. We so Yazdi and I've had this conversation many <laughs> yes. times, right? We buy clothes for a life we think we have in our head, right? And that life doesn't happen. Well, it does. <laughs> it's just we don't wear it the clothes does when for we wear it. Them. Right, right, yeah. Right. Yes, I have two two drawers which are bursting at the seams. Yazdi, I'm going to come to your house and make you wear them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should wear them for podcasting. Oh, that's right. That's right. We should dress up for the next one, the first Not one in the chance. new year. <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah, the one in the new year. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. I, I will do my same size. So I, I bought clothes this year. Like this is a year, like because last year during COVID and yeah, know, we didn't like need them. Twenty twenty one, I think right. from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, I bought n- literally no new clothes. And last year, this year, I finally was like, I'm sick of everything. So I went to one store. <laughs> Found the size that fits you. Found the size that fits me. And bought me. every pattern. And literally bought all their shirts. And they look good on you. Untuck it. Just not, it's untuck not it an advert. great. I love untuck I, it. I, I love how, um, you know, I love how the sizes, and sorry, this is like, going to sound like an ad, but I love how We are not sponsored by Untuck It, but not, we can happily be. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're not going to sponsor us. <laughs> Come on, Untuck It, sponsor us. But nonetheless, same size of every shirt in yep. different patterns, and I'm like, this is this is my perfect store. I don't have to try anything. I, I can, anyway, so anyway. Enough. We have 
so much to talk about. This is going to be yeah, a, this choc- is a, bumper. a chock full episode. We have four movies. So um, let's just get on with business, shall we? I'll start yes. with the movie Corsage. Uh, and I am going to read first couple of sentences from the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis. So Empress Elizabeth of Austria is idolized for her beauty and renowned for her inspiring fashion trends. But in 1877, Sissy celebrates her 40th birthday and must fight to maintain her public image by lacing her corset tighter and tighter. While Elizabeth's role has been reduced against her wishes to purely performative, her hunger for knowledge and zest for life makes her more and more restless in Vienna. I'll stop there. There's more, but it's a bit, it's a very wordy intro. Um, this comes from director Marie Kreutzer mm-hmm. uh, and writer, writer-director Marie Kreutzer. Um, stars uh, Vicky Creeps, Florian Textmeister, um, Colin Morgan, Finnegan Oldfield, uh, all names that are new to me. I'm not sure if there's anyone. Is there anyone else important that I should? Vicky Creeps was in Phantom Thread. Oh, ah, there we go. Okay. She was, she was, you know, the, the female lead in, in Phantom Thread. Do you remember her? With, uh, yes, with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, you love that movie, Jen. I really did. Yes. So I'm going to stop there because I really don't know this cast and crew very well and what they've done before. But Yazdi, I think you're the only one of this that has I really want to watch Corsage. this one. Tell us, should we go? I think you should. And uh, my one regret after seeing this movie was that I wish I had seen it in the theater because it's, oh. it's a grand film. And it's it's a very clever film. On the face of it, I think you may not realize until the half hour or last half hour, even then, that a lot of this is fictionalized. So this, it uses the story of Empress Elizabeth of Austria as kind of a, just as a jumping off point to talk about you know, women turning a certain age and their expectations and how they wield power and and all of these things. And Vicky Cripps is just phenomenal. She plays, um, you know, again, an, uh, just exceptional performance because she plays somebody who is, again, I don't think this is the truth. Maybe it is. I don't know much about, you know, this empress who lived in 1877, but she's very decorative she's very performative you know she her role as the empress is to pretty much just stand and you know look nice next to the emperor and she's somebody who is who is aching to be engaged she's aching to be intellectually stimulated she's aching to kind of um it's kind of my role with joe <laughs> yes just like your role but she is so in a way, it's a very, it's obviously a very feminist take on, you know, a historical figure. I think this movie succeeds where Spencer failed. Mm. So Spencer was a movie about, you know. Yeah, Princess Diana. Princess Diana, and a lot of it was, you know, yeah, imagined. imagined. And that movie was so shrill, it just really bothered me. This mm-hmm. movie is not shrill, and it took me a while before I'm like, this couldn't have really happened and only in the last half hour of the movie and then I read up and I'm like, this is not, clearly what, what we're seeing in the movie is not what happened in real real life. So they've taken a lot of liberties with it and it's almost a punk rock. It's not punk rock in terms of, you know, punk music or anything, but it's a very punk rock uh, uh, 
Is it like uh, is it like at... uh, like 101 Dalmatians? No, that kind of adaptation where it's like funky and no. modern. No, I think as opposed to Disney for a punk rock rend- rendition of it's a very punk punk rock rendition. It it imagines this empress as being this force of nature, okay. like a very feminist force of nature, okay. which she probably was not. At least the sounds like you know, the great the story. It's really good. Uh, it's written and directed by this uh, Ma- Mary Kurtzer, and it takes a lot of liberties with what she might have said and done. I mean, there is there is a very famous quote that I like to use. Uh, I don't know who originally said it, but it's uh, the lion doesn't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. Oh, and she say, I mean, I, I think it's a more maybe Shakespeare did it. I don't know who said it, but she says this often, and, and I'm sure that's not what the real empress said. Right. So there's a lot of kind of you know she's saying things and doing things which actually didn't happen in real life. But it's so wonderful to watch her because she <coughs> is playing somebody who is being sapped out of energy and she's seeking out energy where she can find it from her from her daughter from her husband who is who wants her to behave from from the Definitely public sounds like doing me from the public who have th- who has thought of her as a fashion icon huh. this part is true and is it yazdi i mean yes. i imagine with a name like corsage and where it's set imagine beautiful costumes so is this one like one of those uh, prestige movies where we think it's yes. going to get nominated for it's running at 87% on the tomatometer. Yeah, it's just such a fun movie to watch. Okay. I love it's 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 got one of my favorite endings of any, any movie this oh, year. Okay. I just like I went like oh, I went like oh. And, oh, then, wow. and then the credits come on. Okay. I'm like oh, of course it's and you know there's there, just just the title the title scene the uh, the credits play over her just dancing, you know, and she's just like undulating. It's, oh, it's, and it's 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 not it's a very accessible movie. Okay, and it's about her reaching. What do you do if you're a strong, determined, fulfilling, or, or somebody who's seeking fulfillment in a role that doesn't allow any of that? And she takes yes, lovers. it's hard. I know she takes lovers. She, so all this stuff. It's so splendid. I had a wonderful time. It's visually rapturous. Um, she is fantastic. Uh, you know, like she tries her best to play the public and play the structure around her to hmm. her advantage and almost gets away with it. So it's, I'd really like this. Movie. Okay, score. Uh, eight out of 10. And, nice. And just, just, I'm inspired to watch this movie. I'm going to see if we have a link. Yes, we have a link. Okay. Uh, and just just so that everybody knows, corsage here doesn't refer to you know the the little floral thing you wear on your hand or on your whatever boutiere. Uh, but corsage in French also means the upper part of a woman's uh, clothing. Corset. Corset, and so uh, a, a, it's 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 a very obvious metaphor. But you know her waist is being constantly cinched and cinched and cinched to the extent that only she's able to breathe through that. And at one point, anyway, I, maybe I'm giving something away. Somebody else tries to kind of be an imposter for her. And that person just faints like in a minute because, you know, she has a lifetime of being used to people. It's like cinching. a frog being boiled, right? That whole Correct. adage of, you know, the metaphor of a frog being boiled. They don't know they're being boiled. Yeah. Okay, very good. But it's wonderful. The, remember that movie, uh, 
with uh, Kristen Dunst, made by Sofia Coppola. Yes, um, uh, I love that movie. Ma- Marie Antoinette. Yes. So it's very much like Marie Antoinette. I love that you, movie. Yeah, yeah. So you will, Great movie. I think you will like okay, this. Okay, I think I will like this. That sounds very and much like your And I love that era Russian. in history and yeah. costume and all that stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Corsage. Next movie is She Said... So I will be interviewing, interviewing, no, introducing, as she said, uh, also with a female director, Maria Schrader, uh, directs this film. And it's based on the New York Times investigation by Megan Twohy and Jodi Cantor. And the screenplay is by Rebecca Lenkiewicz. And um, it tells the real life story of the two New York Times reporters, Megan Twohy and Jodi Cantor, who broke one of the most important stories in a generation, which is, you know, related to Harvey Keitel, which helped ignite... Weinstein. Sorry, <laughs> poor Harvey what Keitel. What's wrong with you today? <laughs> I'm slowly losing my mind. <laughs> Harvey Keitel, bad, bad. No, Harvey Keitel is a wonderful actor. Let me take that back. Yes. Harvey Weinstein. Yes. <laughs> it's a story that helped ignite a movement and shatter decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault in Hollywood. So this looks entirely my kind of film, but it stars... Uh, Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan in the in the two top roles, and then it also has Patricia Clarkson, Andre Brower, Jennifer Ely, and others. So, I am very eager to watch this film. Tell me, and I agree with you, Yazdi. This is a Yazdi type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a powerful and must-see movie, rather like The Post and All the President's Men, mm. but I think it's elevated because it really looks at the human cost of what Harvey Weinstein did, as well as being this very nice cat-and-mouse thriller-esque narrative of, you know, how, how a journalist gets the story out before it's killed um, by, you know, all these powerful forces around them. Great performance, great pacing, great tension. I love this movie, and this, I hope, is Zoe Kazan's coming out party because I think she's been an incredible actress that's been kind of underrated through the years. Love it. Love Mm. this movie. Joe? Yeah, no, it's very good. I feel like it's more about the journalism than anything else. And so, you know, I think in my mind, I'm a little disappointed that there wasn't much more of an exploration, not that there needs to be, but, you know, the the whole, um, the whole Weinstein story about, you know, power and, Uh, abuse of power um you know the assistant remember the movie the assistant, oh, the assistant was fantastic mm-hmm. i was just going to mention that uh that was a year moving about from two year years two three ago. years ago julia garner was in it yeah um that to me put us much more in the place of the victims of harvey weinstein this movie was very much about what it took to get the story out into the world which in, for in me, you know, for me, in, in so many ways, was was enlightening because um, the the NDAs, the legal uh, framework that Harvey Weinstein managed to put around all of this with these payoffs, and you know, it it's frightening to me just how it, I, I never feel like the law should be able to be used to conceal criminal behavior. Mm. Um, through the use of settlement and non-disclosure agreements to the points where, you know, people are just terrified to speak out. And I think the exploration of what a journalist has to do to get people who, when we know a crime has been committed, when we know there are multiple people, it's not just some silly, crazy accusation, but we know that there's all this stuff. I really enjoyed the way that this this movie kind of educated me, I guess, on on how... um, 
you know, what everyone knows but no one says is brought into the public eye. And um, so, yeah, it's it's a great movie. I mean, you know, it, it, it feels a little... Um, it, the, 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 Preachy? No, no. I wish it had been a little bit more preachy. I think it's a little... It's, it's very even-handed, but I, I, I feel like it's... A, it, I wanted more highs and lows. Um, you know, I think the the danger wasn't really apparent. The um, successes weren't celebrated enough. So you know, it, it 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 was a little soft in that in that regard. But no, it really really very enlightening uh, narrative of what I think would also make a terrific documentary. Yeah, and there have been plenty of documentaries and podcasts, and but not about this aspect of it, right? So for me, the aspect of or at least none that I've seen where we talk through what the journalists themselves had to go through yeah. to, to get the story and to get the people to talk on the record. Yeah, no, there is the actually, hard... Joe, you just haven't watched it. So, okay. um, oh, Woody Allen's son, Ronan, Ronan Farrow. Ronan Farrow did a brilliant podcast series, mm. which was all about how he got his part of the the story, because remember, these were things that were going on in parallel, which I believe has now been made into a show on HBO. Okay. Um, which I haven't seen yet, but um, it's, okay, it's yeah, on my no, list. I mean, again, I think I think to me, the, the 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 it feels very much like a movie like The Post. Yes, right? it is, and and it, and and it's it's very much about the importance of the journalism in a free society. But it's a it's you know it 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 navigates that that very fine line that we have here, right? Like journalistic integrity, like for a. a like on the record versus off the record and sourcing and all of that stuff. The process of yeah. the freedom of speech can be quite constrained by our legal system. I think that to me that was the most frightening aspect of the movie's you know, exposition yeah. here. It's like, gosh, you can't just print anything you want, um, even though it sometimes feels like we're living in a world where anyone can say anything and it will be believed and propagated and then you kind of wonder what the truth is, right? Um, and op-eds... Um, are certainly mixed in with news and journalism uh, a little too liberally at the moment. So it reminded me of the importance of journalism as a craft, as a as a discipline, as and and of the role of journalism within society. But yeah, it also it also was terrifying to me as like, gosh, how hard it can be to get mm. the story of, yeah. of true criminal behaviour out into the world when people are just bound and constrained by. Um, you know, literally a heavyweight gorilla in terms of financial. You know, these people are threatened with financial consequences that you know would would devastate their entire lives if they spoke out about an injustice that had happened to them. And to me, that should never happen. That should never ever happen. And I have to say, Kerry Mulligan and Zoe Kazan are fantastic actresses. Just to see a movie led by those two, so good, so good. I, I can sum this one up. This is a this is easily easily eight out of ten for me, and I think I'm being a bit stingy, but eight out of ten. I love wow. this movie. That's what Rashmi said. <laughs> uh, another eight out of ten from me. It it, wow. it it it's punchy. It moves along very quickly. It has you know some some good moments of drama. Like I say, I I, I feel like um, the the real danger and it, there's, there's yeah you know, um what was her name? Ashley's this way. Ashley Ashley Judd is in this movie because As herself. she was somebody who was a victim of Harvey yeah. Weinstein's misdeeds. And um, she very bravely uh, plays herself in this movie, um, 
in in you know it just mm. just to remind us kind of you know that this these are real people that this happened to it it doesn't feel like a fictional world at all mm. good stuff she said yes next movie then is going to be and I've got to read the title of this very carefully because uh, I know I'll butcher it. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. I have the intro to that and I am dying to see this one because I loved the first one and I loved seeing Daniel Craig play something so different to uh, to James Bond. So, famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case and this has whole new cast other than uh, Daniel Craig, who is playing Benoit. It has Edward Norton. This is like an elevated cast again, right? I'm sure after the first one, everyone was knocking on Ryan Johnson's door, who directed and wrote this. So Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet's in here. Catherine Hahn, our dear friend Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Hanwick, Madeline Klein, a whole host of other people. Um, so I'm sure, Yazdi, this is the same type of like Poirot but on a funny side kind of um, tell us what you thought about well, before we go there can we, you two loved Knives Out loved I adored I thought you um, d- did too I couldn't get through it <gasps> I found I found it to be a horrible bore of a movie oh my um, god I think that's a reflection on you Joe I, I mean <laughs> I, I'm not going to deny that are you that. holding the mirror I I can't deny that, but yeah, I found, and you know, Ryan Johnson's kind of an interesting director because the only thing I that he's done I that love. I've liked is Star Wars, uh, which people hate. I love it, <laughs> um, but there's so many but, twists and turns. No, you know, you just got none tired. Of it, none of it. Worked. I think it was soon after Poirot, though. Ni- the original it, Knives Out came out very soon after that whole reboot. With it mm. felt very larky, and 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 I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up before and then let Yasti talk. But I think for me. Big issue, and I'd love to hear if the sequel resolves this. It just felt like a bit of a luck. Ryan Johnson was famous for saying that the pressure of Star Wars yeah. uh, and The Last Jedi um, got to overwhelm him, so he really wanted to work on something small and fun, and that's what you the original Looper. Knives Out. Uh, okay, sure. Looper was good, not great. Um, Brick, I hated. Um, Breaking uh, Bad. He has done a... Bra- Anyways, don't... don't <laughs> I'm just saying that... I think no. you should, yeah, go on. But anyway, point being, um, you two like Knives Out a lot. Loved. I, I didn't. So is this more of the same because it looks like it? So I think I think maybe maybe we are not giving enough credit to Knives Out because it, it's it's a lot of things. It's it's a really good whodunit, but it also has a commentary about the rich versus the less yes. rich and, you know, the... the Family dynamics. Family dynamics and how... So I, I think there's a lot at play and I think... You know, Knives Out was such a big hit and it had such an interesting structure that it would be very difficult to make a sequel, right? We've said it has to be twice as good and half as whatever. Um, So I think he had a very, very high level of difficulty. I think he clears it easily. I think it's... uh, Maybe you won't like it because it's completely a lark. And I think maybe that's why it's so loved because it's like... It's like spending time with some people who are going to say funny things and somebody's going to die and you don't know who did it and you and this goofy detective is going to find out. You know, I don't want to say anything because I, I'm afraid to beat up the drums too much and then people will be like, well, I saw it and it was okay. It wasn't, you know. So I, I, I'm, I'm yes, reluctant. Yes, he said it was so good and I went out and spent my money. Um, it's set on a Greek island. 
it's the only character which is returning is uh, Daniel yep. Craig. <coughs> and to give credit where it's due, he could have had, I don't know, Julia Roberts in it. He could have had Brad Pitt in it. He could have had whoever he wanted in it. But look at that cast. I mean, they're all excellent actors, but they're not necessarily big name actors. And I think there's a reason because they are so perfect for their roles. Like Edward Norton is perfect. Catherine Hahn is perfect. Kate Hudson, who I haven't thought about in a long time, hmm. plays a... Per- I don't know if it's just good directing, but she plays this particular kind of older party girl who's kind of, you know, you know, she's on Instagram all the time and she's, you know, hanging out and trying to be too cool for words. And she just nails it. Uh, if nothing else, I hope this movie makes a star out of Janelle Monet. I think I think this movie is a gift from Ryan Johnson to Janelle Monet. She hasn't looked better and she hasn't had a meatier role than she does here. And I think my only complaint about the movie is maybe people won't remember it, but it kind of follows a similar structure as the first one where you see a series of events happen. Uh, th- there's no cheating. There's no there you see a series of events happen and then you're like, oh, what happened? And then eventually you f- you find out that there were other things which happened in between that you did not know about, which kind of puts things in context. And he does uh, more of that same year, but the 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 group of people I watched it with in the theater, I went during the Thanksgiving week uh, to the Arclight Cinemas, now the AMC, and I watched it. It was a completely sold out and everybody was having a rollicking good time. Um, so yeah, it's... A, Eight out of ten. It's one of my favorite movies so of the year. So, A, this is the first time I've ever seen an audience score and a critic score run the same, 93%. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I listened to this great interview with Ryan Johnson. He was on Smartless, which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. podcasts. And he was he was saying he was an Agatha Christie fan growing up, loved Agatha Christie. And this is his ode to Agatha Christie. Yeah. And his goal is he will make as many of these as they'll let him make. And... Uh, Craig, um, Daniel Craig has also agreed to be in every single one. Um, he'll happily do that, do that, but every time he's going to bring a new cast. And wonderful cameos. And Daniel Craig is, it's great that he can kind of laugh I at himself. I love him. I love when he plays funny. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, um, and let, let it be known. It's not, uh, you know, it's not, you get to a point where, Everybody, this is what Agatha Christie used to do. Yeah. If you read, everybody who is the main cast of characters could easily be the suspect. Yes, and, and the that's murder. what I love. Every single person. And so, you know, and you could find out eventually that it could have been any one of them and it would have worked. But what you do find out eventually makes complete sense. All the gears click into place. And um, look at Joe's face. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Joe's I, face is like, mm, I want to believe you, but I don't know. <laughs> Well, I, I, I I'm just not convinced, but that's because it sounds very much like the first yeah. movie. Yeah, it is very much like And it. You know, I, maybe I should watch it again, but I, I snoozed. I'll happily watch it with you again. I, I literally snoozed. Yeah. And it's it's on this beautiful island. And yeah. there's actually a glass onion. Uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a piece of hubris. I mean, Edward Norton plays this uh, Elon Musk-like person who has so much wealth and he has this island and he's invited everybody and... Uh, 
very similar to the menu and you know he literally has a giant glass onion on top of his villa <laughs> you know where he sits where he kind of sits you know it's so it's again it's making and i lo- love edward norton well, but is it you not, you're know, not selling this to me as but <laughs> don't you think elon musk has a giant you know glass onion <laughs> i'm sure he does or he has something equally bizarre right you know he's flying into space so it's 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 great. Okay, good. So eight yeah. out of ten. Eight out from, of ten, which okay. is very very stingy. Any and award? Um, love for Janelle this one. Janelle Monae, best supporting actress. Oh, okay, good. Easily. Okay, good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Kate Hudson too is so good. And she, we haven't seen her be really good in a long, long time. Yeah. So okay, we'll watch it, Joe. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll, I'll give it a go. Okay. Uh, mind is open. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's very All right. Cool. Moving along then, the final movie of this podcast. We've been very efficient today, guys. Have we done three already? We've done, yeah, we've gone boom, boom, boom. Wow. Uh, Final movie to talk about is the rather bizarrely named Triangle of Sadness. So I think Rashmi, you I do, I do. So this one is um, very intriguing. A fashion model celebrity couple join an eventful cruise for the super rich. And this is directed by Ruben Ostland, and it's also written by him. And this stars fairly unknowns, um, Charlby Dean, um, Harris Dickinson, and the one known name is Woody Harlson, but someone called Zlatko Burek, Hannah Oldenburg, Donny De Le- Dolly De Leon, whole bunch of like very Scandinavian sounding names here. Donnie De Leon, though, is a very famous Thai actress, I think. Ah, okay. Yeah. But but the rest, they're all very Scandinavian. And this is famous because it won the Palme d'Or at the recent Cannes um, Film Festival this year. So we've all seen this one. Joe, what did you think of Triangle of Sadness? Bah humbug. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we watched this a while ago and this is so, it's such a controversial movie and it's been... You know, usually we have to hide it. I've been dying to hear what you thought of this one. Boy, oh boy, where do I start? I mean, uh, first of all, it's wickedly funny. It is wickedly. And and wickedly in, I mean, it abuses its cast and crew. I mean, if you you want (laughs) to see, if you want to see a group of people literally uh, pummeled and tortured and uh, mocked and... Um, you will get this and it's, you know, it's sliced up into these different chapters. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, some of them, um, you know, which feels a little overused these days. Well, okay. But there's, I think there's a good reason for that here, but I I think one of them in particular, um, tortures its characters to (laughs) the extent the, I mean, I, I I just needed for that scene to end, and it wouldn't. But that's why you're and, that's why you're talking about it. And I know, I know, <laughs> because and, it and, won't end. And it went on, and it I went on, it. and just it. when I thought the arc was done, it went on for another, you know, ten, minutes. fifteen minutes. <laughs> goodness no. Um, so they're almost like little vignettes of different situations uh, involving a similar set of characters. What I'll say though is I found it incredibly entertaining. Um, it it's. It, it's it's very very it it's very funny. It's got a lovely little um, you know shifting power dynamics within um, you know the different contexts. Um, it annoyed me a little bit how it ultimately uh, ended, uh-huh. um, but that was again I think something that was done there. So a very clever, sick, twisted, uh, funny. It felt like it came from you know the mind of Yorgos Lanthimos yes. in, in many ways. I think it had that kind of that kind of 
dark, darkly comical, uh, twisted mind uh, behind it. Yazdi. So I pray at the Church of Ruben Oslin. I, I had the privilege of seeing his first movie uh, screened at Toronto Film Festival, which was Force Majeure. And yes. he was there and he was hilarious. And he was this politically incorrect, like everybody was like, take cover. He's going to come after you any minute. He, <laughs> he is like the L'Enfant Terrible. He's, he's really quite a provocateur. And I love, I still, Force Majeure is one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years. And then he made The Square and now he's made uh, Triangle of Sadness. It says something that in the last five years, he has won the Palme d'Or twice for, mm. you know, the square and Triangle of Sadness. If people are worried about the name Triangle of Sadness, it's this is not a movie about, nobody cries. Well, people do cry, but it's, it's not a sorrowful movie. The Triangle of Sadness refers to the spot between <coughs> your eyebrows and your nose, which gets scrunched up when you're sad or when you're crying. Um, I, I love this movie. I think... Uh, and uh, a genuine criticism of the movie is that it's satire is too broad, like it hates the rich and it yes, makes fun. It, does. <laughs> it makes fun of celebrities, but I think as broad as it is, especially in the first half hour, I think it has a few tricks up its sleeve. It's always unpredictable, and again, I don't want to spoil anyone. I would urge everyone to watch it because the last half hour of the movie becomes sort of a, you know, uh, you know, Lord of Lord of the Flies, where, you know, people who were people who hold a lot of prestige and they are using other people on, you know, in the real world, once you're abandoned on an on an island, your money is worth nothing. And then it's people who have the, you know, the good instincts to survive, they become the ones. So the, the, the flip in power plays very beautifully. And he kind of saves it for the last half hour of the movie. Uh, and one of the most frustrating endings, which makes you think and think and think, which I also like because I'm still thinking about it. I love this movie. Mm. I love this movie so much, but that's very predictable, right? It is very Yorgos. It's Yorgos Lanthimos, very light. Mm -hmm. It's the diet version of Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, it has so much to say about so many things, about gender roles, about wealth, about what it means to serve the wealthy, about power, about, about, media. about, about, about. It's got so much to say and it's so cheeky and it's so naughty and I just and it's not love at it. All. It's yeah. not preachy. And I was laughing and then I was cringing and then I was laughing and then I was cringing. It's just super clever. It's so fun and disgusting and amazing i just love this movie and woody harrelson woody harrelson is, is so good. great in this he doesn't have a big role but um what he does he does so well and yeah dolly dolly de leon, de leon. who so good uh, again best, best supporting, supporting actress i we don't need, i didn't even know who she was and through most of the movie i didn't know who she yeah. was until and the you last shouldn't half say hour. yeah right. you shouldn't yeah. say anymore but yeah. again this has just i love it's really about now it's really about the world we're living in it's just so clever it's so clever 
Yeah. I, oh, I love it. That hand grenade. I'm just going to say that. I won't say any more. <laughs> but just that scene is hilarious. So it's, there's a precision to the humor. Yes. It's, it's, it's oh, no, so bitey. Sure. Yeah. It's there, so bitey. There's a scene that takes place in an elevator. Yes. Which is really, really well written because it talks. It, it, it's a restaurant followed by the elevator. But yes. That, that whole that whole series of, of, of interchanges and, and exchanges and back and forth and shifts in power and um, you know, the way that people behave. And, you know, sure, it's it's kind of the distilled essence of some of the um, topics of the moment. I will, I'll just say that. Um, but it's really clever how it just explores them. And you kind of are annoyed at both characters, but you also see both of their points of view. Um, and again, all, all the way through, you kind of are annoyed by all of the behaviors of all of the people. Like they're all despicable in in one way or in another. Uh, it's the I mean, everyone in this movie. There is yeah. no there's no one here that gets away as the hero, right? Yeah. <laughs> they are all, and they're all systematically broken down for who they are as well, which yeah. I, I really enjoyed. I love this movie. My God, it's so... And the dialogue is good and the scenes are believable. And I just... In fact, when it opened, I thought it started, It played out like a documentary. I was yeah, like, Joe's like, are you watching? Is this a documentary? And I was but, like, no, 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 it's a movie. It's but so well filmed. But satire. It's a satire oh, about no. how obsessed we are with beauty. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean... Right, it's it's a believable satire a because believable, because yeah. that that particular exactly the it's like a mockumentary. You know, well, the model industry is self satirizing. Like when you when you understand right. what it is and its context in the modern world, um, it really is self satirizing. And you know, I guess they used male models to to rather than female models to to play, which is but, so clever. Right, but it, it <clears throat> it's just like <clears throat> what an absurd situation and yeah. world we live in where this type of thing is the norm right yeah and it's 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 insightful beautifully insightful and then you know it, it's very good about and he did that he does that with all of his movies there is this coded classism there's this coded elitism where the very very uh privileged are pretending to like oh you should come and you know eat my you know my diamond laden soup you know it's like that's not how you break the walls it's so it, it's very withering in its look incidentally uh so harris dickinson and charles b dean play this uh the two models the social media the couple instagrammers, yeah. instagrammers who get on this you know on this uh yacht uh, the celebrity cruise the the actress charles b dean uh very unexpectedly before the movie was showed up at Khan a, a month ago. She's 31 years of age. She died <gasps> of a lung infection, which was just like really sad. Oh, because no. this is one of her last movies. And so, you know, it's kind of really sad, but... Um, that is very sad because I think everyone shot yeah, this yeah, movie. I think like, her name was yeah, her name is yeah. Yaya in the... Yeah. 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 Everyone really did terrific work here. I mean, all the performances were, were top-notch. And, and by the way, Harris Dickinson, who plays the, the male model... He was the guy in Where the Crawdads Sing. Can no. you believe it? Can you believe it? That's that's how this is how good they are. I mean, this is a this is a French Swedish movie, but you know, with Harris Dickinson, who I believe he's a British actor. I'm yeah. not sure. But he was in Where the Crawdads Sing. He was one of the two male leads in the movie. So Really? Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's amazing how versatile these actors are. So anyway, I'll I'll 
There's so much I can say. I'm looking it up because I don't believe you. Yeah, you are yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. 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 No, it, I mean, it, it's very long, but it, 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 and the only time it feels long is it's when, it, is when it's punishing you, right? Yes. Because I, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. which is more than once. It takes a lot of glee in, in giving the, in delivering the comeuppance. But in punishing its character, <laughs> yes. punishing the audience, because I'm, I mean, I, I, I was, exhausted and and, and in a good way because it really is like oh god give these people a break enough um in 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 one particular scene but all throughout the movie like it takes the conversation beyond where a normal movie would cut the scene Mm -hmm. right and you get those extra few moments of dialogue where in in a lesser movie people would kind of pause stop and look at each other and then there would be a cut and you would never kind of see the conversation end here it kind of it, it took us there and to those uncomfortable places, right? Um, and not in a chintzy way. So no. okay, Scott- Do- Dolly the Leon, by the way, she, I, I misspoke. She's not Thai. She's from the Philippines. Okay, but she's she's excellent. She's Joe. excellent, Joe. Uh, is that a wrap up? Yeah. Cue? Okay. Uh, so goodness me, um, I'm not going to forget this one in a hurry at all. Um, I mean, it's it's a brutal. It's a brutally um, biting satire of a movie. Um, again, really hard for me to universally recommend this. But if you like movie, if you like film, if you um, if if you if you know, yeah, I, I'm going to give this a, a, an extraordinarily stingy eight. Um, no, sod it. It's a nine. It's really it's really quite something. It's a nine for me as well, and I don't hand out the knives often, but I, I saw this in the theater, and I was just so happy that somebody is doing this with so much so much glee and so much delight, and somebody's writing something so crisp. Um, and like the ending, like I'm still thinking about it. Me like, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is how you do it. This is really quite something. People yeah. should seek it out. It's only for six bucks on Amazon and... Uh, as a rental. As a rental. Six dollars well Five spent. Five ninety nine. Well spent. Do it. Do yeah. it. Now, what I will say is that I think some people will be offended by this. I mean, I think mm. this this movie is. And if you look again at the negative comments here, some people had a hard time dealing with with um, the privilege. I'm joking. With its brutality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also a nine for me. This would have been a ten if it wasn't for the ending. I wished. I, I like. I look. I'm not saying I don't like the ending, but I wanted a little bit, just a little bit it's more. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, yeah. So nine as well. Three nines. Yeah. Wow. This right. is this is something special. It is. People should seek it out. Yeah. This is, triangle of sadness. My 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 triangle is not sad. <laughs> yes. There's nothing sad about the film. Yeah. My triangle is happy. But it's, yeah. it's a bruiser. It's naughty. It's very <laughs> naughty. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you for listening. Four That's movies. our last podcast of the year, possibly. That, that, that is genuinely going to be our last podcast of the year. So um, We'll have all... a new tune in the new year. Yes, and we're going to Maybe. come up with our favourite films we of the year. We will come up with our favourite films of the year. Yes, this, is, this, this year is going to be the return of the Muggies. The Muggies Yay! are the Movie Wallace Awards, which we skipped for a couple of years and, now. And, they, and the winners get a mug. No. If they call we, us. I don't have a mug. I have a mug. I have a mug. Where's your mug? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Well, yeah, I, okay, something, something's afoot here. 
Um, all right, movie. Okay, when is that? Contact us directly. Get a mug. <laughs> Get a mug. Yeah, <laughs> with movie dollars on it. Yeah, it's not, it's not cheap. In you fact, know. if you want a mug, just and you're famous, just <laughs> yes. I, I can be bribed. Yes, like, correct. Just just, <laughs> just call us and we'll send you one. No, call us and pay for one or get us on. No, we would give free mugs away to famous people. If they come on the if show. If Brad Pitt calls you up and says, <laughs> Joe, can I have a mug? Are you saying you won't give him one? He will have to tweet Movie Wallers. Of Speaking course. of which, twitter.com slash Movie Wallers, facebook.com slash Movie Wallers, instagram.com slash Movie Wallers. If you're famous and you want, would like a Movie Wallers mug, um, we, can, we can be bought. What if you're not Our famous? integrity is not very high. We will, we will quite We happily. could probably sell them. I think if people want them, we will make them available to sell. Oh, Rashmi's sure. path to riches. I don't think. <laughs> My path to riches. So I can be in the triangle of sadness boat. Yes. It made me not want to go on a yacht. Let me just say that. Yeah. That's how powerful this film was. Yeah. I was like, those dreams of being on a yacht, maybe not. Yeah, the luxury yacht. Yeah, I so might not want to go on that. All right. Until our next podcast in 2023, thank you for listening. Thank you for persevering and hanging with us. Uh, we... Um, we appreciate you. We yeah, really we do. do. Yes. We yes. do. Anyone that listens to this, thumbs up for yeah, me. Yeah, and thanks for all the feedback we get and people who tell us that you listen or save episodes up or we love you guys. For sure. Yeah, this is this is so much fun. I love you guys. I love you guys too. It keeps me off the street. Yeah. <laughs> Should hope so. Right? Keeps you away from your dog as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I mean, obviously, but, you know, right, right, yes. in a podcasting <laughs> sense, Joe. I, duh. All right. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> so romantic. Uh, until our next podcast, too many movies, too little time. A goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me as well. Happy holidays. Woo!